Gemma and welcome to our podcast Money Can't Buy You Class which is a ongoing conversation about reality television through a critical lens sometimes not as critical but sometimes more critical I think that the last few episodes we've like done a lot of criticism so I feel like today we're kind of trying to make it a little lighter a little more gossipy yes yes hello Phoebe nice to see you Nice we're recording this on a Saturday morning, so we're really, you know, the juices are flowing. Um, it's cloudy here in Los Angeles. It's a beautiful day here in Chicago, Illinois. Um, the light looks beautiful. Thank um, you. Can you hear Thank the screaming you. parrots outside of my window that have that infest Northeast LA? They're literally called screaming parrots. No, but I do remember seeing them. So yeah, today we're we're going to kind of like convene on what we have just been like intaking as content. I have, I've got a list going for a couple of days of just like the shit that's been going on. And, you know, as the fall comes, everyone's flying back from Italy. Everyone's settling back into the rat race. Can I just say? TV is ready to go. This is the first summer I've ever understood that like people just like vacation in Europe over the summer. Well, I think it's because we during COVID, no one did. So we forgot oh, about like, it. Wait, stop. No. And that was also when we were like poor young adults. Yeah. And I feel like now, I mean, not that you and I are swimming in cash, but I think a lot of our friends have actually like ha- they have more money than we. Than yeah. they've, they've accumulated wealth. And now they're just like, we're going to go to Europe for like two, three, four, five, six yeah. weeks. Yeah. Because I didn't realize that people actually did that. It's just like, it's definitely like an Edith Warden novel in the Instagram stories. Not that I didn't go to Europe for two weeks this summer. I famously did not go to Italy this summer. (laughs) Yeah, we were supposed to. Remember we had like fake plans to go? Oh yeah. Well, I I had to, I had to work, but it's okay. I'm going to, in any year, my goal is to be rich in a year. I think you could do it. You have just a, a little more job. rich. Just a little. You have a full time job. Yeah, you can make it. Get a raise. I have inherited well. <laughs> <laughs> just like all the other greats of our time. Yeah, I know exactly. It's like all the other That's... great artists, Dh, you're set up well. I know. I think that now that I'm 26 years old with my inherited wealth, I'm going to really embark on my artistic career. I don't know. Like, okay, that is something, and maybe this can be a segue into talking about Beverly Hills when I was in high school I had like I had like a really hard time making friends and I remember my and I went to like as I've said before like a fancy rich uh private school in New York and my dad was always like Phoebe like you need to show the girls that you have something to offer them and I was like I don't have anything to offer them he's like that's why you don't have friends because you have nothing to give it's like he's like when you're in these like rich bitch give and take relationships you have nothing to give right and I really that's really stuck with me and I 
I, I think that sometimes I, what to give, I have my wit. My friendships these days, I have my wit and I have uh, my, my, my go-to, what's it called? Your like go-to attitude. Can do. Can do. I have my can do attitude. And that's why people hire me as their assistants because well, I'll probably say yes to everything. But, but yeah, I think that, that that is in a lot of friendships or a lot of relationships are about give and take. Yes. Yes, they are. And I think, I think Beverly Hills, um, well, you know, people are always loving to call the housewives seasons boring. We've talked about this before Mm -hmm. and I'm like, what more do you want? Like, this is what the show is. Like, did you forget what the show is? Like, it is just like following these people around And I find this season of Beverly Hills, it started out random. Like it was like kind of weird and like disjointed, which it usually does at this point, like these later seasons. And then, you know, we get into like the meat of it and like right, right before the finale and things really start hitting the fan and like from all directions. But I do feel like this has been a very, like, I just feel like for some reason, like this season, I just, I was watching a couple episodes from the season, like yesterday and today. And I just feel like it's really much more like, it feels more like we're like zoomed in on like slower moments of them just like kind of talking and connecting. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we're getting a lot more like interpersonal nuance um, in the way that it's filmed. I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but that's how I feel. There is this great close up, like this B-roll transition in the latest episode when they're at that like cafe in Aspen of like the lipstick stains on all the cups. And I think that that's like very indicative of what this season is doing. It's like, I don't know. I just, I I think it's like super, it's also just like the show has never necessarily been like exciting. Do you know what I mean? Like. Like, what do they want? Like, what do people, like, Jennifer Lawrence, like, everyone was, like, freaking out being like, oh, my God, Jennifer Lawrence watches Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And then she called the season boring. And I was like, you don't know what you're talking about. Well, boring and evil, which is kind of, like, I thought that that was, that was pretty interesting. I'm, like, Googling boring and evil right now. Yeah, right, because that's Simone Vey. Oh, funny. What does she say? Imaginary evil is romantic and varied. Real evil is gloomy, monotonous, barren, boring. Right. Yeah. That's because, interesting to think about. Mm-hmm. No, and I was thinking because I knew it was something for God. I always, I really, I need to like, I need to do something about not being able to think. It's like my brain is just like so foggy all the time. And I think I can like do some brain yoga or something. But anyway, I knew that it was like a quote where it's like evil, like actual evil is boring. Right. And I mean, it's not that like, that's what Jennifer Lawrence was saying. She wasn't saying that like the season is evil. She was saying that like Erica Jane is evil, but I do think that it is like interesting to think of like the, like Erica Jane's evilness, like entrapped in the, in like a boringness or like a supposed boringness of the, of the season. And it kind of is in a way, because it's like her evil kind of is boring. And I would say that she, if this season's boring, she is the most boring part of it because it's just like, it's very obvious. Like there's no nuance. She's just like being a bitch. Yeah. You know, or even like this episode, it was like, we really thought for a sec that like Lisa Rinna and Kyle were going to like end their friendship with Erica, but they've made up like in the span of like 20 minutes. Right. Right. And, and what, what gets involved in that too is, you know, I think Beverly Hills for 
because of the Erica drama and because like because people just love watching Beverly Hills because it's like the wealth is just like so kind of dramatic and you know it's so like it so feeds into exactly what you think the housewives is about and like they do the fashion like I don't think they've had to contend with the same issues that the other franchises have like they really haven't had a shake up like OC has they haven't had a shake up like New York had you know like they really haven't like really crazily changed the cast or like gotten rid of any of the old like the OGs in a long time and at this point you have like a cast of mostly OGs and then new people who are very strong on their own I mean Garcelle Sutton and Crystal are great you know they're really good on TV and I love watching them Garcelle is amazing on TV um you just feel like her friend which is like of course she has like a talk you know of course she's like on like girl talk red table or whatever that is you know and so um she like I feel like what, what we're getting because of the Oh, the real, right? Not Red Table. I feel like what we're getting because of the Erica thing is like we're they have they have been able to like avoid shaking up the cast because like we've had to have certain people on to like talk about Erica who have known her since her past. But in that way, as the cracks start to form and as Erica starts to kind of lose grip, there is very like there's like a very patiently waiting new guard waiting to take the positions, you know, and like Crystal's very comfortable. Crystal's young. She has little kids, you know, like she is where you start out as a housewife and she's very comfortable calling them all out, being like, OK, you like couldn't stop like yelling at me for like miss like saying a word that you thought was wrong. And then Erica says, like, I literally don't give a shit about anybody except for me. I'm keeping my. $750,000 earrings. I'm not giving them to victims. In fact, I don't even know if there are victims. And then two minutes later, you're like, oh my God, love you, girl. Like, she's right, you know? I mean, I agree with Kyle where it's like, yeah, I don't think she ever really knew what was going on. But, you know, I bet, I bet that like, that's why, because like, why would you, it's like a choice to not know. And I think that she like right. made the choice to not know, but and like that's why she keeps like harping on the fact that you know it's the court of law, like they decide because it's like yeah, there's no law that's gonna be like you like money. Money is inherently evil, and you knew that, and you it, like it's not illegal to not ask your husband where these like million dollar earrings coming from. You know right. that's not a that's just not a crime, and I think that that's what she's kind of getting at she's like because she knows that she is guilty quote unquote for certain things but they're not things that are like provable they're like they're not things that like the law can like get you for so in that sense she is innocent but like as a person just like being involved with like how could you not know right right it's like it's just like stupid, which is what I think that um, Crystal and Sutton and Garcelle are trying to say, which is why Erica gets so freaked out at them because they are going like beyond what the law means. And she's just like, no, that's like not, you can't say that because yeah, that, talking, that doesn't matter. It was interesting to hear her talk about the court of public opinion, right? Like, right. because arguably like, I mean, she just definitely like she, because of the show, like, she has been faced much more harshly by the court of public opinion, right? Like she has been like judged and people have like decided on her guilt or her innocence or her role just based on the way she's behaved. Um, 
which is ironic that she has such a grasp on the public opinion, but continues to act like totally foolishly, you know, Mm -hmm. throughout the whole thing, which maybe is a way to distract, you know, which maybe, and also, you know, we've talked about this before, but like, Erica's a pretty good actress and she likes to play a character and she likes this character. Like she clearly likes this character. She clearly likes being like kind of an angry drunk. Like I used to have the boat and I used to dine in Aspen and I have these diamonds. It's it, it does still like we've talked about this so many times, but she really just stays noir vibes. Yeah. You know, she yeah. just stays in that lane. Like she just is clearly like that's her brand and she identifies with it you know she's like i'm a wife that was wronged i mean it's so cinematic yeah yeah well also i feel like so much of her language comes from the fact that she was married to someone so old right so she like speaks in that type of um like in that like great like i don't know like grandiose way right that's like you know she's like southern like right um right but no, speaking of acting, so speaking of acting, I still stand her to the day I die, but I don't believe a fucking thing coming out of Lisa Rinna's mouth. <laughs> oh my god, Lisa Rinna's so crazy. Her breakdown at that dinner with the dentist, I could not. I mean, first of all, insane. The homeless not toothless meme, it, it, it's, it's, it's shocking and it's horrifying. <laughs> homeless not toothless it's so bad because you feel like it's like a threat you know what i mean i don't know there's also just the magnification of it makes it like it just like it kind of reflects like the like lack of real like real world awareness or like it like kind of exemplifies the way that people like in la engage with like homeless population just being Mm. kind of like like Oh, yeah. Just, like, a thing. It's, like, a part of language. But it's also just, like, come to L.A. where, like, even our homeless people look like movie stars. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's, like, the whole, like, oh, the homeless, like, at least they have teeth. Like, at least they, at least they look good. Um, Which is, like, still that that thing with, like, the Kardashians and their homeless person where, like, the first thing they did, they're, like, take a shower. You know, or just like, let's get you a haircut. Like, let's make you look good. It's like, it's so, I feel like it's so Los Angeles. Well, too, like, I mean, them talking about teeth. I mean, teeth are eerie, too. Like, teeth are scary. I mean, teeth are, like, classic symbols of, like, psychological distress in, like, dream, mm-hmm. you know. But um, just the way that, like, I mean, it was really funny, but also kind of interesting, like, them like panning into Kathy Hilton, like being like, being like, you gotta have teeth. It's hard to talk without teeth. You can't smile. You have to have teeth. Like teeth are teeth. very important. And then I was like thinking about them all with their teeth and like how like because you don't ever think about fake teeth, but all these people also have fake teeth. Like oh yeah, besides well, all the Botox, Jareen a huge nose, a huge cosmetic procedure is veneers. Yeah, and like that's why like all these like scary people have these like bright shiny white chompers um but like you know i was thinking about that as like this weird like interior badge of like success or like it's an it's so like it, it is so important to your appearance but like, i don't know i just never think about like the, because the teeth are like you know behind your lip like there's so much other stuff going on with their face like it's this like weird sort of like internal like transformation or something 
their bones. Yeah. Um, remember in the Camille Grammer was also like a dental assistant. Remember? Oh yeah. She had that whole thing where it's like her and Kathy were both like dental assistants. And I don't know. It's like it's always just like a weird like pinch and novel or whatever with like like the really sexy woman with like their big glasses on and their even bigger tits. Just yeah. like time for you to like get the uh like the 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 gas or whatever. And yeah. that's like even like the detective or the PI in um inherent vice is like a dentist right right i think that it's like it's yeah i mean it's in a way it's like it's such a symbol of yeah as you're saying like what goes on beneath the surface like what you can only see uh like when you're talking to someone or like what what's like hidden behind the the facade of the face or whatever also the idea of like the gift of a smile it's like Mm -hmm. yeah like the smile you know, like, I mean, there's a new horror movie out called The Smile. And oh, it's is like, there? You know, it's just very, like, The Smile can be such a sort of um, intense sort of, uh, like, this smile can be a symbol of, like, such horror. I mean, that's, like, why Housewives is good, is, like, the uncanniness of, like, the setting of, you know, like, um, of, like, the homeless not toothless black and gold dinner party at Dorit's house and then Lisa Rinna you know breaking down being like a complete menace and then everybody's like oh it's so chill like her mom just died she's just like sad I'm like what still not chill what she did but also her breakdown didn't believe a second of it I mean I believe she's in pain but I didn't believe her performance of the tears it was ridiculous she's such a soap actress and you know a soap actress because I've been watching all these shows on Peacock. Have you yeah. also been watching? Yeah, Peacock? and they days days of days of our lives. That's they keep advertising days of we our lives. We should watch it's days so of our lives. Funny. I know, but I kind of want to do that like together. Like I yeah. don't know if I want to do it like alone. Like yeah. I want to yeah. for my summer two week Italy vacation. I'll just go to LA and we'll just like hole up and watch like yeah. hundreds of hours of days of our That's lives on your couch. Um, no, but yeah, the soap, the soap is really crazy. I've been watching a lot of Below Deck Mediterranean, which I'm like obsessed with. Yes, tell like, me. I haven't watched any of it, so tell me about it. Well, I, I forget why. Oh, you know what? I started watching the current season when we were about to have Molly on because yeah. she has that uh switch or twitch live stream, um, yeah. deckheads, yeah. <laughs> Right. So I started watching it because I, I had kind of as like most shit, I like I had like resisted it. But then like the New York Times published this really interesting article about like the production crew who like have to like live on the boat and have like 24 hour cams going on. So they can kind of like map out exactly what's happening as the um, like as they're filming. Yeah. Right. So that was like kind of interesting to to read about. But no, I mean, the show is just fantastic because everyone everyone is super young everyone's super hot they're all kind of like inherently crazy because like not only are they like i want to be on tv crazy they're also like we're like deckhands crazy like they're like like, we have to be on water instead of land (laughs) no they're like choosing to be on water they're running on a boat yeah it's 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 like really wild and like a lot of them most of them aren't american which like you never see in reality shows um I mean, most of them are, like, from South Africa and Australia, mm-hmm. which is also wild because, like, those are crazy people. Um, 
But no, but it's also just like, it's great because they, the whole point of the show is like following these like groups around and they can't choose. It's not like, oh, we're friends with each other. And the only person that can fire is the captain. So they kind of need to deal. They need to deal with their interpersonal conflicts and there's no outside world. So it's like, in a way, it's like this very meta creation of a reality show, like in and of itself. Like it's not, it's not fabricated because it can't be because that's literally what they're doing. They're just dealing with the season and these crazy rich gas. And the other great thing about it is because the captain decides who's on the boat, it's changing every single season. Right. Right. It's not like it's not like people have to prove to the production that they are or like prove to like like the Lisa Vanderpump boss who's like we know it's not even really there that they're on the show. Like it's it's about like being on a boat. So you you have these like drama filled people who are also like deeply professional and like actually have to prove that they're there to to work or else they're off the show and off the boat. Right. That is Um, interesting. Yeah. So you kind of like. And, it, and I feel like it's super easy to have those like parasocial relationships because the show is super relatable. Right. Right. Because it's not just like you're working at a shitty rep. Well, it's, I mean, it's both like relatable and unrelatable because I think it's relatable and like we all feel young, you know? Yeah. And I think that you can relate to, you can relate to like the microcosm because it yeah. just seems like it's not something that you'd want to do. So it's kind of like, I'll let like my, my fake parasocial friendship with these people go do this job that I would never do. But yeah. you're like, Oh, but I guess that is how I would survive it. So yeah. it's, it's very interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. I, I need to watch more of it. I have been like not able to watch a lot because I am just, I'm simply glued to real housewives of orange County. So yeah. Tell me about that because that seems like a scary show. It is like, really crazy like it's um so you know it it was the first um to ever be it was the first housewives to be made um and and it starts like classically like a little bit like new jersey like right before the recession in -hmm. like 2006 i think um Mm -hmm. and maybe even 2004 and it's 2006 yeah 2006 and um you know it's like so it has that like mcmansion you know sort of thing but also there is a lot of real ass money in orange county like 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 long time money you know this what's a little different than new jersey where like they've all like made money independently like there's like they basically have married rich men um or like vicky are the queens of an insurance empire (laughs) um and it's just it's very weird because like I think to me it reminds me a little bit of um like not the wealth but the sort of like milieu of like big blonde like fake blonde Christian like the Christianity part of it like the Christian women part of it reminds me a little bit of like some some of like the parents I grew up with like like kids like in my high school is like moms like this kind of like Christianity thing that's like totally like it's like so at odds with the fact that they're like have like huge tits and are on reality tv like talking about how much money they have and like like ignoring their children um but it's also really like kind of scary because like the husbands are like horrible like truly like controlling like my wife is not allowed to work and like basically the the arc of like 
of the arc of Tamra Judge, formerly Tamra Barney, and um, the arc of Alexis um, Liddell or something. She um, has a husband. Like their arcs for the first like five seasons are like them like having husbands that control them and won't let them do anything, and then them mm-hmm. starting to work. And it's just really like it's just really it's like a really weird eerie thing to watch and um but then it you really get hooked because like Tamara is a Tamara is amazing like I'm obsessed with her like she's like she like starts with this relationship that's like very emotionally abusive like probably a little physically abusive although like she doesn't really ever like say that and then she's in the limo with him it's like gets worse and worse and worse and she's in the limo with him and he says something really rude to her and she just turns to him on camera and is like fuck you. I want a divorce. You're a fucking asshole. I want a divorce. Like net, like fuck you. And then they get, and then they get divorced. And she like meets like this younger man who's like so sweet to her. And she like kills it. She does like so much better. And so it's like, it's very redeeming. But then on the other hand, you have Alexis who stays with her horrible husband. Who's like clearly like a total like misogynist freak. And like, is Alexis the one who has the song? Um, no, that's Gretchen. That's Gretchen. Gretchen is married to, or is like dating Slade Smiley, who's like famously like, he calls himself like the housewife hunter because he's dated like three housewives. Oh anyway, and then Vicky is just like, like the characters are just good. Like it's one of those classic housewives, like especially the early seasons where like, you just like, you get these like really rich like portraits of mm-hmm. each, these really rich portraits of each, you know, like of each woman. And I'm just very hooked and I'm hooked on their story. And it, it has similar parallels to like New York, like Vicky's like dating this guy who's clearly a scam artist, who's clearly like watched her on the show and is repeating back to her things that she said she wanted. And she refuses to look at it a la Luann, you know, like it's yeah. like, so there's, there's these parallels that feel very comfortable to me. And I think that's why I can't stop watching it. But I also just like, I just love, like, I've just got you know like it's like the aesthetic and the imagery just gets like stuck in your head like the big blonde hair the fake blonde the tan the lip gloss like it's just so like it's just become this like image that I can't really like let go of yeah yeah I mean the Vicky's face is kind of haunting yeah is it not because she's just, she's like, she's very weird looking because yeah. in a way where it's like, you can just tell that she's psychotic. Yeah. I mean, Vicky's like out of her gourd. Like, no, and it's like, how do these people function in the world? And I guess that that's part of the show is being like, how do these people function in the world? They right. barely, they but barely function. Have, and you have a whole cast of people that if you, you know, you have a whole cast where like, so these people can't function. But you always have to like three people or two people that you understand how they can like like Gretchen for all her like weirdness I can see how she like functions in the world like she has like a real self that you see right. like Tamara has a real self like yeah. you can see her you can see like Gina Keo's real self you know like in Beverly Hills like you can see Sutton as a real person you know like she like Sutton yeah. is like a foil to like Diana's like complete psychoness you know like and so like it's interesting in that way. Like I feel like I just like watching these old ones too, because I just like like I said, it's familiar, but I also just like, yeah. like exploring the relationships and how they constructed this group. Yeah. Well, I think that that's also like bringing it back to Beverly Hills, like why Kyle Richards has stuck around for so yeah. long. Because I I actually do kind of, I mean, 
the more I watch the show, the less I understand her. But I think that she comes off as like a very relatable person. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, she's very relatable. I think she's probably really lovely in real life. I think she's probably like funny and smart, like a little bit like, you know, she's like funny and friendly and like has a lot of friends. Yeah, but you can also tell how... Because, right, because the whole myth for the whole show has been, like, oh, like, she she's bullied by, like, Kathy and Kim. But you actually see her, especially in these last few episodes, being really mean to Kathy. And I think you start to understand where the anger and the hurt comes from because you're, like, that's not really a cool thing to say to your older sister, like, constantly digging her about the clothes and about how kooky she is. And Kathy's she's just trying to make her like, look old yeah and like and like stupid and like she doesn't deserve anything and I think a lot of it is about like well like we've talked about how Kathy Hilton is just so insanely rich that she's she's kind of like an eccentric you know what I mean and I think that Kyle is like very into being like performatively rich which also in that uh biography of the of the Hilton family we we see we see a lot of is that Kathy has always just been kind of like kooky and she wants money not to look like she has money, but she kind of just wants, wants money because she wants people to do whatever the fuck she wants to do. Um, again, probably a bad thing, but whatever. Um, and I think part of what Kathy Hilton wants to be able to do is just like dress like anyone, but like be able to eat at the fanciest restaurants in Aspen. Right. Like, well, that's it, the thing. Yeah. Like, like Kyle pointing out her like like Trader Joe's like tote or like you know like her Whole Foods like tote bag and like right. her like slippers. I'm like. Kyle pointing that out is like, yeah, you're you're actually pointing out how rich your sister actually is because like she doesn't give a fuck about this. Like she yeah. is just like she's like been to Aspen thousands of times. She's older. Like she doesn't need to like perform like Erica of like, oh, look at how expensive these earrings are. Oh, look at how expensive this bag is. I have this bag at home. I have this bag at home. I have this bag at home. Like that's clearly somebody clinging to new money. Like, whereas, like, Kathy Elden, she not only has money, but she married into a family of, like, classic American old money. Who never cared about manners, no, right? That's never like the cared book. about farted that's at the what, table. Yeah, farted and burped at the table. Like, that's just what the, the family is. It's, like, definitely it's a an American of, dynasty. No, it really is an American dynasty with completely... But, like, her interior design in her house is, like, super beautiful. Like, it's not, like, it's it's Kitchen. actually a... It's personal. No, it is. Yeah, but I, th- I think it's actually quite nice. Like, I would say that, yeah, like, no, the I inside agree. of her house is kind of... Because it has, like, a personality. Like, I think that no, she exactly. just spends a lot of her money. Because I think that what she cares about is, like, hosting. And I think she cares about, like, her daughters and, like, looking I mean, after social, her estate. Right? Exactly. And I think that she understands that, like, part of being a socialite is kind of antithetical to the publicness of the Housewives franchise. Absolutely. So when she's there, she's like, whatever. I'm just, like, hanging out. Like, this is not what matters. Because I think, like, the court of public opinion, I don't think Kathy could give less of a shit no, about the doesn't. court of public opinion. She cares about the court of private opinion. Because she's, un- she's, like, untouchable by, like, the public. She just, yeah, she, and that's also by her choice. Like, she just doesn't give a shit. Yeah. You know, so she's, and and she also, she's, like, willing, you know, it just shows that she, like, thinks of the viewers as, like, complete plebeians. Yeah, totally. She has nothing to prove. She's, like, whatever, like, I don't give a I shit. I also did think on the other side, like, I agree with you that, like, Kyle, like, you know, is digging at Kathy a lot. And, like, digging in this way that, like, feels, first of all, very sisterly and sneaky because she knows she's doing it in her interviews, so it's not going to, like, 
she Kathy doesn't really know like what she's saying. And I think Kyle banks on the fact that Kathy doesn't really Kathy still doesn't seem to totally understand what the show is. <laughs> like, right. Doesn't still totally seem to understand like what Kyle's role is in it. And maybe is getting a little more hip to that in this season. And that's why she's kind of trying to like big sister her and be like, Kyle, stop swearing. Like Kyle, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. but I think too, like I saw, I mean, I like, I like Kyle, like whatever. I'm like everybody else. I like, yeah. Kyle. I just think Kyle, you see her repeatedly suddenly throughout the years be like so extremely triggered by things and it's so obviously like anxiety about conflict like and like abuse from her family like you know like she's like like with Kathy like Kathy getting upset and storming out of the Hinosabe which was so good by the way we gotta talk about we gotta talk about that like Kathy storming out Kyle was like Kyle then took it out on Dorit but Kyle was so shaken up like she had just she had tears in her eyes like she was so nervous that her sister was not happy and that one of her friends had done something to make her not happy and you could see Kyle like being like how do I fix this like is this my fault being mad at Kathy being resentful being like you're difficult you know like you just saw how quickly that really like that like really upset Kyle it was also interesting that Kyle didn't take it out on Lisa Rinna because I thought she was going to be like Bitch, what the fuck? Like, promote my sister's tequila. But she didn't say any, which I think is also part of the reason why Kathy, because Kathy's thing was like, whatever, Lisa Rinna's kind of an asshole. But she was like, Kyle didn't say anything. Yeah. Which is another sister thing that's just like right in front of your face. Because it's just like, you know what I'm trying to do. Kathy's not trying to hide what she's doing. She's just not. She's like, this is my tequila. And it comes in all these different things. And like, this is what it looks like. And we should all take a shot. And Kyle's, who's like the ringleader of the group, who could totally be like, oh my God, I love tequila, let's do it. It's just like, oh yeah, whatever, order the 818 by your friend Kendall Jenner. And like, I mean, it was funny too, like they're all like, I mean, Garcelle being like, are we under contract <laughs> to drink this tequila? Right. Was very funny. Um, and like, I thought it was funny how like, like Kathy tried, like Kathy wasn't trying to like, she was trying to seem like a little bit like, Uh, candid about it but she was clearly like advertising like she knew she was advertising like she wasn't trying to be like you know like she's like hey look they have my tequila you know like she knows what she's doing and like that's the other thing that's funny about Kathy Hilton's relationship to the show she's like okay let's make some more fucking money you know she's like she's like I'm gonna promote like I'm gonna use this as an advertising like I have barely said anything I've barely been on the season and as soon as I come on season I'm gonna show my tequila eight times no, but, like, also, what were they doing the week before? They went to, like, the Rinna launch party for her, like, right. dumb makeup line. It's, right. like, the show is, like, it's an advertisement yeah. for these, like, wannabe products. And I feel like Kathy – was Kathy at that party? I think so. Yeah, so she's probably, like, I did – I showed up for you. Like, do it for me. Oh, yeah. Well, that's always subtext in Beverly Hills, especially, is, like, did you come to my charity? Did you come to my event? It's also just the whole Kino Sabe thing. It's, like, the whole joke of that is, like, obviously – Kyle is promoting that brand. Yeah, obviously she got like so much shit for free. Yeah, she's like promoting the brand. Oh, look what we can do with this. Look what you can do with that. You can rent this space out. Like they light the hats on fire. Like they have a hat for everything that everyone goes around. Oh, I love this hat. Oh, I love this hat. Those hats are so ugly. They're I don't. So Denver. I mean, not Denver, Aspen and Denver. Colorado. They're so Colorado. Kyle, I mean, Kyle's obsession with hats is hilarious. Can we talk? Because I feel like maybe the hat and the tooth. 
have a relationship. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. You are thinking, caps on. Phoebe's foggy brain strikes again. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, let's explore the hat. <laughs> what? Okay, well, hats, They're okay, so, so first, I mean, we're going to do a little free association, okay? Let's do free association. When I first think of hats, Church, baseball. The horse races. Wealth. Kentucky Derby. America. You America. don't see, oh, you know what? England. England. Posh. It's, it's a wealth, I mean, Hats are about wealth. Hats. Rich women do wear hats. What are they the trying Easter parade to in New York. Hats. Yarmulke. I mean, a yarmulke is not a hat, but it's it's a sign of reverence. You know, the yes. hat is a sign of reverence. Abe Lincoln had a big hat he was famous for. Um, cat in the hat. Cat. <laughs> cat in the hat. another sign of religious reverence. Right. But let's not delve into the like, because I don't think that the hats are. No, I mean, I but maybe they I think are. It's about the symbol. I think. I think Kyle. I think it again. I think, again, we're talking about the Hilton dynasty. Like, I think, again, we're talking about the Hiltons and Kyle's mother's obsession with wealth and relevance and her kind of ability to get it, but not as much as she wanted. And also, like, the kind of, like, sordid way that, like, you, like, you know, give up morality and give up things that matter to you to get those things. Like, I think Kyle is remains really obsessed with symbols of wealth and like what it means to be like because she's like i'm from beverly hills but she's from beverly hills with like a really crazy mom who like married a bunch of crazy rich men and like broke all their hearts and like you know was like a terror to the to was like a menace to society (laughs) and like so she didn't grow up like necessarily like doing all those things but she kind of you know she was around like famous the fame stuff so i feel like she just like likes that stuff i feel like she's just like into it yeah and kyle's like remained able to like kyle like seems like Based on the both of her sisters, Kyle seems like the one who's been most able to like at least create a real sense of like she's created a like a beautiful family and like a beautiful home and like real life stuff matters to her. She has like doll, you know what I mean? Like she's she seems like engaged in her actual life day to yeah. day. Well. Yeah. Yeah. No, and there's actually all right. So first of all, yes. Second of all, I think that the idea of religious reverence actually is like the house because it's like a reverence to like the whatever you want to call it, like American religiosity of yeah. like the marriage between Christianity and, and wealth. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like tipping your hat off to that. Right. Yeah. Or putting your hat on to that. Yeah. But then I also think the relationship between the hat and the veneer is like something covering I remember going to church with you. Like the one time I went to church was with you on Easter when we were like six years old or whatever. And I like remember the hats. Like I remember yeah. it being like a hat thing. Yeah. Um, but also Kyle bringing them to that store is like, everyone get the hat that I have. Everyone dress like me, Kyle Richards. <laughs> but there's also like, I don't know, Kyle, as she, when I like wrote it down, what she said. She, she, she was like, it's not just a store. It's an experience. Which is also very old world. And then Kathy's immediately like, right. yes, it's the experience. Which is also a very classic, like, wealthy person thing to do. Is, like, mm-hmm. when you shop, like, like the way we shop is, like, you know, like, Diana's allergic to the inside of stores. You know, like, it's, like, the way that rich people, you know, you, you like, you sit, you, you get, you die, you get a drink, you luxuriate. Which is very right. classic. And I actually, you know, I think we should go back to that as, as a society. I mean, that seems so much more, like, 
so much more lovely and so much more you're spending time with objects and you're but yeah, I mean, people like to be waited on. Like people feel like they're, they they yeah. don't want to just spend money on an object. They want to spend money on like a memory, which is extremely yeah. Kardashian. Yes. Right. It's like they're making the memories. Kim they're making the money. A hat. No, she is. She wears baseball caps sometimes. Oh, yeah. They're not a hat family, though. They're She's not a gloves. hat family. She does have gloves and they definitely all have veneers. Um, you see, you see Chloe in hats. Chloe, and remember, Ken, uh, Kylie famously wore the white baseball cap with a veil to the Met Gala. Oh yes. Um, but they're very. I mean, the Kardashians. They have a the Kardashians. It's like you can't even say their new money because they kind of have their own type of wealth that they've yeah. created. The Kardashians are like they they very much so ushered in um, a, a a type of new new money. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's like extreme because it's post new money. Because I feel like when people say, well, I don't know, I guess I guess new money is just about like you've made that money in your generation instead right. of like making it from like your grand, grand, grand grandparents, which like the Kardashians definitely did. But I think that like the wealth that they've achieved is so extraordinary because yeah. their wealth in and of itself is like experiential. Yeah. Right. Because they I feel like they attempt to they've always attempted simultaneously they've attempted to share their wealth while making their wealth yeah. by the reality show and like by social media like that's like yeah. their whole that's like their whole thing is 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 experiential yeah well and speaking of wealth and 818 tequila kim's private equity firm oh my god right and they're gonna fund like media organizations i mean she's gonna be like so and she's already unbelievably wealthy but like it's, it's she's gonna level. be like billionaire of, of the billionaire i visited the website i'm like why like it literally like the branding i'm like okay private equity firm it's like looks like skims it looks like kylie Lipkit. it's like all within the same aesthetic family yeah and they have like nothing on their website it, because like private equity firms like don't really need a website it's like it's like contact and then it's like legal it's like accessibility and then it's like um oh you know what but i was reading it there's like a weird typo there are typos in it i I should have screenshotted it but i was like definitely i was like skimming it and i was like that's a time i mean i also like how do i make my wealth as i (laughs) do copy editing so Uh, i have an eye for that but But anyway i mean i mean i don't know like i feel like you know there's like there's a whole subsect of people who are interested in pop culture and interested in reality TV that are, and like, there's a whole, like, there's a whole, like, TikToks. I mean, you know, TikTok is, like, loving to uncover, like, conspiracies within, like, pop culture and, like, brands. And sure, yeah, it's always interesting to me. But, you know, I have to say, the Kardashians' publicity machine is well-oiled. I mean, right before the season, a month before the season drops, like, six things happen, you know? Yeah. It's just, like, they just prime they just remind you that they're there also numerology once again Uh the new season is 092222 the 22nd september 22nd of 2022 and it's the second season Uh and kylie is obsessed with the number two and she had the necklace that said two 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 she had two 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 for the date that her baby was supposed to be born and then the baby wasn't born on that date or it was, but she was wearing a necklace that said two, 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 two. And TikTok was going off being like, oh my God, that's when her babies do. 
And the first season, you know, we talked about how like they love to insert themselves in the calendar year, you know, like mm. they love to like with like they started like New Year's, like they the countdown to the Kardashians is the same as the countdown to the New Year. Oh, I mean, it's, like, it's just like well, that's symbol- the Jewish New Year. Wait, let me look up when Brooks is shown as this. It's the fourth. Oh no, 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 that's Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is the fourth of October. I'm gonna put up my Jewish calendar, Jewish holidays. Uh Rosh Hashanah is the 26th. Wow. Would you look at that? So, you know, I just feel like their symbol, they're just so good at their symbols. That is crazy that it's like the Jewish New Year. It's like <laughs> it's like only a few days before Rosh Hashanah. Right. That's really crazy. And that makes sense because like Rosh Hashanah is a high holiday. So like Jews are not going to be watching TV on Rosh Hashanah. So it's, it's the, but it's also like, what do you do? Like on Yom Kippur, like you throw away all your sins right before the new year. So I think that is also funny that like the show drops like in that like median realm of like sin and new beginning. Yeah. That is extremely symbolic, especially thinking of even like the whole, like all like the Jeffrey Epstein, like, all that shit with like the like a like a kabbalistic conspiracy or right. you know the weird like kabbalah because a lot of numerology has to do with kabbalah um like tree of life stuff uh like even like alistair crowley was you know it's like it's very conspiratorial to yeah. think about numerology and to think about like especially the jewish calendar year right and then you have like the cons not really conspiracy but just like people like pointing out that like the Kardashians publicity machine like operates in like a very like meditated way, which is like, of course it does, but it's something beyond that. It's like, I think people feel like they're trying, like I think people feel like they're trying to be duped by the Kardashians. I don't know, you know, like, or it's like that they're like, they're just like, I mean, it's insidious mark. I mean, they're like, you know, the best marketing. They're like the best at they're They're just life as an ad. They are an ad for themselves. You know, it's like the kind of marketing that like seeps into your brain that you like, you know, just like think about when you see yeah. something on the street and that's like what, that's like what their goal is, right? Well, they're everywhere, which is why I think it's right, which is why and now private equity, wealth is experiential. And now private equity, it's like, that's a whole, you know, new sector for them to get involved in. Yeah. And I think it's also just like, you know, Kim always wants, or not always, but like for the past like decade or whatever has been wanting wanted to be taken seriously in her wealth so I think that like this is also a way to like have her name in like higher echelons of of moneyed people right is to be like I know about Kim Kardashian because she's because she was in that porno with Ray J which we can get to oh I know about Kim Kardashian because she's like a, a billionaire businesswoman I know about Kim Kardashian because she does prison abolition or not she doesn't do prison abolition but like i know about kim kardashian because she she does like uh whatever the fuck she does like what, what do you even call that when she prison reform prison reform. prison reform but she doesn't do prison reform she tries to commute people's sentences so that's kind of prison reform well i, I feel like get rid of the death penalty does she i i don't think she's that's... explicit about it i think that she she i think she's very much like i don't want innocent people in jail but yes, but I think inherent the... in that, but I think inherent in that is a reform of the justice system. Because um, innocent people go to jail because there's systems that put But she's people... never trying to change the system. She's always just trying to get people out of jail. Right. I guess that's my like 
read. Like, I, I know that to be true. I know that if you're trying to get innocent people out of jail, that inherently means you're, you, you, that it, it should involve a critique of the system that has put the innocent people in jail. Yeah, no, for sure. I just don't think that I just, I've just never heard that in how she talks about prisons. Do you know, I'm just, I'm just trying to say, it's just like, no, I, she, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. Well, she's just like, it's weird. It's political in a way. It's like, she doesn't ever say like, she commutes people's sentences from the, she tries to commute people's sentences from death row, but then she never ever says like the death penalty is, should be abolished. Oh, so you're trying to say that's probably what she thinks, but she just doesn't say it publicly. No, I don't know. I don't know if that's what she thinks, but like, but it is, I, I mean, it is interesting that she doesn't say right he doesn't actually take a position i'm saying it's very politician of her right exactly politician did you see she's gonna be on i took a screenshot of it she's gonna be on hulu's new show about hillary and chelsea clinton Mm -hmm. like about being gutsy i'm like what the fuck like we'll talk about american like dynasty jesus like yeah Hillary Clinton is also just like so psychotic to like now be aligning with like Kim Kardashian. It's like the weirdest type of like pop culture move to make because it's like, first of all, who likes Kim? No one likes Kim Kardashian. So right. it's like, what is this relationship? Like, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to make yourself like it? It relevant. just seems like you're trying to stay fucking relevant. It's like get get away, Hillary. It's over. Yeah, and it's also right, but it's also just like Kim Kardashian is like not what's gonna make you relevant, right? Well, I mean, having Chris Jenner. It's kind of yeah, boomer. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. She's doing our jobs for us. Pop culture can be taken seriously in a political realm. Um, oh, yeah. So the Ray J stuff. Which, you know, I the Ray J stuff was like so, it was so funny to me because it's exactly what the media cycle that the Kardashians love because yeah, something exactly. comes out and everyone, Oh, this is going to be huge, but it's actually tiny. No yeah. one cares. And the reason no one cares is that everyone already knew. Right. Like there are no secrets in the Kardashian world. You're saying that everyone already knew that like this was planted. Yeah. I mean, right. Yeah, I mean, like, it was kind obvious of obvious. Jenner, it's like, he's like, Chris Jenner watched all the tapes back and it's like, yeah, sure. Of course she did. She produced it. <laughs> right. I, I feel like, like, what's the surprise there? I guess the right. surprise is like maybe that he's calling them out, right? Maybe it's that like he's trying to expose he's it. He's done that before though, right? Like yeah. people or like other, like, I feel like, you know, but it's watching, never going to work. Right. Exactly. And even if they're convicted, even if like they're sued, it's also just like, okay, they have all the money in the world. Like, what do you want from them? Right. It's like the, I guess his anger his anger is palpable and his anger is very real because I yes. think that, you know, it, it really gives into this image of like this insidious, like black rapper. Yes. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And I think that that's like part of the rage of it. Yes. But again, like with Erica Jane, it's like, you can't convict someone for perpetuating racial stereotypes. Right. Like that's not something that you can like get sued for. Well, I, last night for the first time watched American Psycho and it was interesting um just in thinking about like it made me think about like these things like it made me think about like Eric like it's just like it's like there's like a perverse like desire it there's like a desire to like do bad things and then get away with it and certain people get away with it right because certain because like 
the world doesn't really look at them and doesn't really care. Like no one actually cares if these bad things are being done. Um, but then there's also this like desire to be punished for the wrongdoings that, that when it's elude, when the punishment eludes the, the criminal, it's almost like makes them go crazy. And I feel like there's something like, you know, it's like, and like Erica was like, did you think I could? And I literally, I don't know if there's an actual connection here, but I literally just watched it. So it's in my head, but it's like, it's, like, it's like, if there's like, um, a, like Erica's like, do you think I'm trying to get away with something? And in her saying that, even though she keeps saying like, there's nothing to get away with, there's no case and there's nothing like, like we don't know who's guilty or who's not. She's inferring that she like, that there is something to get away with. Right. And then Dorit like helps her and is like, well, there's nothing to get away with. Like you didn't, you didn't know about this. So you were not getting away with anything. And I don't know. I think like, I think like it's the same kind of thing with the Kardashians. Like they're like, they're able to do things and like, no one really gives a shit. Like, it's like, they're just, they're going to do things because they're them and they're like entitled and they think they can. And also like, we live in a world that's like thinking about things, not in terms of punishment or like, thinking of in terms of like the things that they're doing as like crimes right like we're not thinking about them doing as the things they're doing as morally we may know that they're morally wrong but that's not the focus and that's not the interest of culture yeah you yeah know? that's what i mean right yes and i yeah. think that like it's also it's that that whole idea i mean that's that's crime and punishment right, right. that's like that's like the one it's like one of the most interesting things Right. that you can think of in terms of like human nature and human political culture or, or you know or just like what it what it means to like live in a city yeah like what happens when you do something bad what happens when you break a law and and no one seems to care right who punishes you you punish yourself right 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 you you go crazy you go absolutely insane once you realize yeah. that the rules don't necessarily exist yeah um, or that the infrastructure is is so baroque, or the infrastructure is so bureaucratic that they're, you know, which again is like Kafka in the trial. It's like, I mean, and that's 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 different. That's like you didn't do anything, but still, your punishment is the trial itself. Is like the intermediary space. I mean, this is an idea that it's. I mean, it's very old and it's like quite profound, right. which again is like fascinating to think of, like. Like, obviously, like, the Ray J stuff, but also just, like, Kim's, like, pseudo-prison reform. Yeah. Where, like, she's she's obviously very focused on this idea of, of crime and punishment, yeah. right? Where she, she believes, it's like she believes in the system so much that she wants innocent people yes. to be set free. And I think that it's, like, it's, like, one of the underlying assumptions about prison, and you see it so much through Kim, which is just, like, there is such a thing as innocence. Yes. And there is such a thing as, as crime. And there is such a thing as like being held accountable under the law. Like she really believes in the system, which is why she believes in getting in it, like quote unquote, innocent people out. Yeah. Right. And I, and that's, that's the only, which is again, why like Erica Jane gets so freaked out because she, I mean, she's not as smart as Kim, nor is she as black and white as Kim, but she's really interested in the legal definition of innocence. Yes. Because she, she does not want to go to jail. I mean, who does? Who does? But Erica, like, really, 
she's also she, very she's really very awesome. like she's very legally focused which is funny you know it's funny that like she was married to a lawyer who like did all these like extremely illegal things but so she but so she has this understanding of the law like she was around lawyers all the time like she was around like very high-powered la lawyers and like the la law world yeah. and then because you know she would like you know she's like a, she was like a trophy wife like that's part of the reason lawyers like that's like why rich men like that have those wives like they come to events like they do the charities you know like she was she kept up the house like that was her role like she was very much like a kept woman you know and then now like because of that though she like she is like it's just it's very kind of like fucked up and convoluted that like she's using her legal knowledge to like defend in a way like the wrongdoings of this law firm but being like you can't talk to me about anything unless it's about the law like I'm not doing anything unless a judge tells me to because to do anything else would be to assume guilt which is so legal language it's like so like like don't you can't talk about it like I'm being sued like it's so like specific and it's so like it's it's very it's very worshiping of the law of like right which is also just like and the language of the law she's also just using the language of the law to seem to like not to to like deflect from emotional language right and I was like you can't be as ignorant as you thought like as you want people to believe if like this is your defense of yourself right which is I think also the subtext of what like Rinna and everyone else is saying they're like you seem too smart to be innocent in this like yeah if you pretended for a sec that you were just like a dumb blind like, oh my God, trophy so wife, sad, all those yeah, people. that's horrible. I can't believe that that happened. Oh my God. If only I had known, yes, I would have so divorced right. him sooner. She would seem so much more innocent because you're like, oh, you're so dumb. You don't even know that you can't say that. Right. But for her to like say all this other stuff, it just like makes her look even guiltier because it's like, so you're saying that you just now all of a sudden you know everything. Now right. all of a sudden you're like you understand how money works and you understand like you know exactly what you didn't know. Like basically what you're talking about, right? Is like it's like PR of some kind. You know, it's like it's like it's like it's like how to change the narrative, how to appear some way. Right. And Jennifer Lawrence in that same viral clip was like, Erica Jane needs a publicist. Yeah. And that was interesting because it was like she doesn't need a lawyer. She doesn't need, like, a slap in the face. She doesn't need, like, you know, a dose of reality. She needs a publicist. Was this interesting? I feel like Jennifer Lawrence, like, I don't know. Like, maybe I'm taking this too far. But, like, I feel like she kind of told on herself in that way. Where, like, she understands Mm -hmm. the world through your public image. And she understands. She doesn't really give a shit if Erica's innocent or not. She thinks she's evil and she thinks she needs a publicist. She's saying, I don't care if she's guilty. I don't care about these victims either. She needs to stop looking so bad. Like, what's wrong with her? Like, what kind of idiot goes on TV and talks like this? I just thought that I just like the one thing I wanted to say, because like that kind of just like sparked my interest. No, that makes so much sense, because then Erica goes on Watch What Happens Live and she's like, well, if Jennifer Lawrence hung out with us, I bet that we she would really show who she truly is. Oh, right? right. So it's like you're hiding behind the facade. Of yeah. The publicist. So the publicist actually is like the veneer and like the hat. <laughs> boom (laughs) that's what we call first full circle ladies and gentlemen (laughs) that's what we call being smart Um, okay two other things i wanted to touch on okay a real houses salt lake city trailer (laughs) oh my god i haven't the salt lake city trailer i haven't maybe i have seen it you've seen seen it it's like a psychotic action movie I forget it because it came out so. Wait, let Heather me just has watch a it. Black eye. Wait, let me watch it right now. <laughs> watch it right now. 
No, I'm literally about to. Put sound on. Season three. I'll watch it without sound. Oh my God, where is it? Your first look. Okay, oh my God, three minutes. Oh my God. Okay, it's playing. Can you hear it? Okay, I'm playing mine too without sound. You play with sound. I guess I can't hear it because of the microphone. Is a bitch. Go find yourself another nether game. I'm out. I am done eating everyone's pot. You're talking about everyone else. Fair game. Game of Thrones. <laughs> Her black eye. Red on a sweater. This is not the end. This is the beginning. You see that on the real house of Salt Lake City. Fudge, fudge college. Fudge college, honestly. <laughs> the buck. Bad Mormon. Yeah, duh. Remember these of my childhood. Oh sexual my abuse. Yeah. Dad, dad, sexual abuse. I'm calling it. You? Well, yeah, obviously her dad. Yeah. Yeah. That haircut? Pedophile. <laughs> I love Whitney. Oh my God. Are you crazy? I got played. Stuart Smith. I would not be in this thing at all if it wasn't for Stu. Stu. Something I know was working for Informant. This music is Game of Thrones. Then she's guilty of any of these charges. Oh my god, New York City, baby. <laughs> This editing is insane. I have chills. And who's the new housewife? Oh my god! Who <laughs> punched her? It's definitely like a botched surgery or something. We had Jen's claws. That's what I'm thinking. That's a fact of the name. Wait, are those her shoes? <laughs> oh my god, that's literally psychotic. Okay, is that about the most... That is the most epic... That is Game of Thrones and her G, okay? No, that is like literally... That is literally like... I mean, it is Game of Thrones music, but it's also like Queen Elizabeth with like Tilda Swinton. Yes. Yeah, it's a Tilda Swinton who's in those yeah, yeah, movies. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Preparing for battle. I mean, I kind of am stoked. <laughs> oh no, me too. I mean, like they're there. I think that. They, that trailer the encapsulates, encapsulates the way Bravo wants this branded, which is like absolutely like 
the most of the most of the most. It's like, you want housewives? We'll give you housewives on steroids. But it also is like a continuation of like the question, like, what the fuck are people doing in Utah? Like, what are these <laughs> bitches up to? And you're like, oh, it's just as crazy as we thought it was. And it's going to get darker, which thank God, because last season wasn't dark enough. No, it was. Well, they were trying they to. They just kept like scratching the surface. And I'm like, no, we want to know what these people's fucking problems are because they grew up Mormon in Utah. Give it to me. <laughs> but this is also like, it's the franchise. It's the most recent one to be so successful because they had to yes. cancel Real Housewives of Dallas. Yes. yes. And Potomac has been around for a while at this point. But oh, like, that trailer dropped too, which was really good, but you don't watch it. I don't watch it. You no. should start it. It's really No, good. I know. I know. It's just like I have so much, I have okay, so yeah, much yeah, TV. My eye, I feel like my eyes are bleeding. <laughs> but I really do. I just feel like an idiot. But um, yeah, it's 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 such a wild west, right? It it's really is such, it's such a, it's such a wild mean, I'm west I'm obsessed with that trailer. It's out of control. Insane. Oh. <laughs> But yeah, it's like, but I feel like they're going to like, I was talking to some friends and they were like, like Kaysen was like, I think it's just going to be like, they're just like giving you all this like teasers, but then it's going to be like how it always is where like something actually just random happened that doesn't have to do with the show. Like Heather's black eye is going to be like a, like a Botox gone wrong or something. Yeah. But that's no, I don't even care. That's still like horrifying. Yeah. It's still horrifying. That's a horror. And also with like the allegations that like Lisa is like a sex worker. For Vita Tequila. I don't not believe By Meredith. Dude, Meredith is crazy. She kind of looks like Chucky. Because whenever she gets, like, angry, her head, like, tilts more. She is Chucky. Yeah, no, she's insane. And her her lewd husband. Oh, that's so gross. He's weird. I don't, I don't. She should have He has definitely been very creepy to female employees is my energy from him. I mean, he's, yeah, he's creepy to his wife. Yeah. <laughs> okay, then the other the other current event I want to touch on because we should wrap up soon. Yeah. And that we can maybe talk about more in fall once it reaches its close is the Bachelorette. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Fantastico. I mean honestly, like we can't even talk about it now because like it's I want to spend like a full okay, maybe hour. And we'll, a half. Do, we'll do a full episode on the finale. Yeah, yeah. We gotta I mean it comes out in a few days, but yeah. This has so really far. been, it's been a wild season and the finale is really good. I actually, like, it's so, like, classic. It's so kitsch that they're, like, elongating it to, like, five episodes yeah. in, like, three weeks. But I love it. It's, like, so The Bachelorette. I love it. It's so The Bachelorette. While being not like The Bachelorette, it is so The Bachelorette. Love you. Good chat. Yeah. Stay tuned. Bachelorette. Stay tuned. Finale. And bye-bye. Bye. Door when I give them so much more than they can imagine. 
Money rich and manners poor Never got the boys too far Money talks but I just walk When I can't stand it And the primary mistake Texting on a date If you make a lady wait She'll take a pass The lesson all should learn Even if there's cash to burn Respect yourself Cause no one else can change your path Money can't buy your class Money can't buy your class Elegance is learned My friends Elegance is learned Oh yeah Money can't buy your class Money can't buy your class Elegance is learned My friends Elegance is learned Forget to allow the men you've met to exemplify their very best behavior. When entering a room, greet everyone, and soon you'll be invited and entitled to the grandeur. Your company should feel when a conversation's real, even if the topic feels like science class. You can tell where someone's been without even asking him. He's either rude or has some style and panache. Money can't buy your class Money can't buy your class Elegance is learned My friends Elegance is learned Oh yeah Life is all about elegance and flair And savoir-faire You don't have to be rich or famous To be unforgettable Haha <laughs> It's not about where you're from, it's about what you've learned. Money can't buy your class. Money can't buy your class. Elegance is learned, my friends. Elegance is learned. Money can't buy your class.